Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast, folks. My name is Gavril. These are my co-hosts, Mr. Kevin over here. Hey. And Mr. Chris. Hello. Last week, we rambled for quite a while about gating and what precisely constitutes a Skinner box. This week, we're asking you to press the button again and again and again for more sweet, sweet discussion. This time, it's going to be about PvP and how the PvP system has changed throughout the ages. Are you lead enough to run Beast Cleave to Challenger or roll your face as RMP? Let's find out as the prep phase finishes and the gates open up and you realize the enemy team is stealthed. Boys, how are you doing this week? Doing well, Chris. <laughs> Fantastic. Well. Fantastic. Good to hear both of you doing well. Kevin, how's your week been, my man? Pretty good. Pretty good. I got some broken shores started and uh, sent an axe farming, did some of that. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, didn't get too many of the shards. I think I wound up with maybe 2,000 after over an hour's worth. So probably won't be doing that too much. What What was your experience with that? Uh, mine's been kind of eh. Yeah, it's it's not terrible, but it's like I like grinding stuff, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, it, it it's no Rin's Fall launch day seven point two ridiculous three thousand shards an hour grind. No, but it's not. But it's not bad. That's not bad at all. If I had a few thousand left to get like eight thousand to get one of the eight eighty pieces of gear, like maybe I would do it for an hour. But I don't think I'm going to be going back to this regularly. Understandable understandable it's understandable everybody's got to find their own way to play the game yeah and i did some legion invasions which was pretty fun um my first one did not go so well in um i think it was azuna uh because Mm -hmm. at the scenario i fell off the ship and then i didn't know where to turn in so i went all the way back to the ship and i didn't turn in there so i somehow i wound up exiting the scenario by accident and then turned into where you should turn in, which is where you would turn in your Legion um, emissary cash. Commendation. Yeah, the yeah. Ca- uh, emissary for the week. Yeah. Over so, you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> that, that took like over an hour and a half. Um, and then the second one that I did was High Mountain last night, and that went pretty well. Um, it took a lot less time than it did the first time. I think the High Mountain one was a little easier. So I, I liked the High Mountain one. That was the one they tested the most often. I think that yeah. was the one that was up for testing for pretty it much was, all the PCR. Yeah. I just, uh, I didn't like the fact that you had to complete four of the world quests, then do another world quest, and then do the scenario. It just seemed like, why can't I just do four world quests and then go straight to the scenario? The extra in because between it's supposed to be story. world quests is story. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be story and lore focused. Like the, the, the whole point of the invasion events is that, you know, it's supposed to be showcasing, you know, the various factions of the broken isles rising up against the demons as, you know, uh, kill Jaden has launched this, this earth invasion of Azeroth and the broken shore, broken isles. Yeah. The whole point is that it's like, it's going to be an ever changing world. There's always going to be stuff going on. And the factions of each zone has to actually rise up and deal with that. And you're helping because you're the hero. Okay. Well, I helped and I got my loot and probably won't do that again. Um, <laughs> and the last thing that I did was play around with Trade Skill Master. And I oh, wow. have uh, started to do this. I, I've started to use it pretty well and effectively. Um, I made some mistakes with buying some of the gems that you need to craft the or the the crafting mats that you would need to create like the plus 200 uh, primary stat gems. And they go for around like 6,000 a pop. 
and hey there was a great price on it so i bought a bunch of them and now i'm stuck like trying to sell the resell these on the auction house and they're not selling can i can i also point out that when when you were doing this you asked me so these gems are they for enchanting (laughs) i don't know the difference i'm just trying to flip stuff to make gold i thought Uh, it was adorable (laughs) so um so now now you have to take a short position on your investment if you want to make anything back within a reasonable time frame. I mean, you could always just take a look at the long-term investing options on it, but... Um, I mean, overall, I'm only down, like, less than a grand after yeah, flipping all week, so um, it's not bad you're to still, carry that. But, but you are you are no undermined goblin, sir. No, I'm sorry to tell you. You are no, no undermined goblin. I'm not. He did say he's determined together, like, though. I know, but uh, if you're going to be using Trade Skill Master this much, really just go read the Undermine Journal for a while. Just so, go read Undermine Journal. If you care on Dalaran, fishing is doing really well right now. So if you want to like go get some fish and sell them on the auction house, prices are really good right now. Why would you so tell people I, that? Because no, you can't do it. Well, who's listening to this anyway, Chris? Ouch. Come on. Ouch. That, that cuts <laughs> deep. And I mean, I think right now, and this could change after the people, more people have flying, but um, fishing and herb gathering and uh, actually mining, you wouldn't think are doing that well, but they are doing really well. So gathering it, professions could still make some will, gold at least for a week or so. Yeah, that will drop as flying starts coming out. It will drop, but I don't think there's going to be as precipitous a drop um, in herbing, mining, and fishing. I, I really don't. Not as much as like we saw in Warlords, but there'll definitely be a drop. I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the Warlords amount. There will be a small drop, but the thing is, is that both of those, are, it's all limited resources. You know, you have to you have to burn money to make money, basically, with those things. So, you know, the legendary crafting stuff, people are going to be done crafting their legendaries at some point. It really doesn't matter. That that That's a non-starter for this. It's... It's uh, flasks, food, and gems. Those are the big deals. And with flasks especially, it's a huge pain in the butt to get starlight roses. Um, so I, I don't see the price point on starlight roses moving because you have to be, you have to have gotten rank three. To guarantee uh, every starlight. Or, yeah, to guarantee a starlight rose off of every gather. So starlight rose numbers are still going to stay low. That's just going to be fact of the matter um especially when you realize that you get a third of the amount of starlight roses per blood of sargeras sargeras that you would get versus fjorn skaggle or whatever else fjorn skaggle fjorn skaggle i think the thing to point out especially for new players is that if you wanted to use one of the gathering professions or if you just wanted to go farm lean shanks or big gamey ribs or fatty bear meat that shit's going really well in the auction house right now and you know look up what the market value is um and sell it for a reasonable price because you can stand to make some decent gold if you need to get yourself started uh, and unless you are a robot <laughs> or you know chained to a desk somewhere in china doing this because you have to uh, you're really not going to make enough for uh your 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 token every month i don't think personally Sorry, no. I just had a visual of some sweatshirt worker chained to a desk playing WoW. Listening to our <laughs> podcast. It's yeah. not even funny because it's probably true. Oh, I, I, I like dark humor. I like dark so, humor. I'm sorry. You know, I think we've learned Chris, that. No, uh, I think we've learned that Chris is a horrible person. 
but that's okay because we're all horrible people here. <laughs> so, Chris, I, I kind of agree with you that I'm probably not going to make enough to get my WoW token until I move into something like flipping rare pets or something like you were showing me. But, yeah. um, you know, to make a few gold, it's... I, I I didn't realize that it was as good as it is. If you wanted to just like go out and farm bears for a while, you could make some decent cash on the auction house. And that's the funny thing is that I mentioned flipping the auction house like not too long after Legion launched. I mentioned with you actually uh, one of the earlier shows. I mentioned like flipping the auction house is one of a possible show topic, and you were just completely dismissive of the whole freaking idea, which is hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Albion actually that got me into it. So, yeah, I know. If you I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have creature. been into it now. So, you you are a creature of base elements. So that's okay. I know. Uh, Mr. Chris, how's your week been, buddy? My week's been awesome. Good to hear. Um, I've had many good things happen. So, Nighthold rating, we are nine out of ten. Awesome, awesome. Tailsand down and heroic, yes. Um, so we've got, we're working on Gul'dan, we tried them quite a few times on Monday, we're going to be trying them again this coming Monday. So you're shooting for that ahead of the uh, curve, I see. Shooting for ahead of the curve before, uh... We've got the, another month at least before, we, a, a minimum at of a month least, before Tomb. A minimum of a month. They said it'll be possibly 11 weeks from the patch launch, so... They said that all the content um, for 7.2 will be out by 11 weeks. We don't know where in this the content is going to fall, but... Um, I was also doing invasions. I think I did uh, High Mountain, I did Stormheim, and when I was doing my Stormheim one, I was doing my Emissary at the same time, and I got a Legendary in my cache on my Demon Hunger, so I'm very happy about that. Good stuff. Which one did you get this time? It's my fourth Legendary. It was the hand, the gloves, okay. um, the equip on them. Whenever I use my Flame Sigil, it gives a stack uh, that stacks up to 15 times. And whenever I use my Fiery Brand, depending on the amount of stacks, it will give a, almost 100% healing and increase the damage done depending on the amount of stacks. Very nice, my man. That is actually really good, yeah. It's my best. It's one of my two best in slots. I have both of my best in slot legendaries, and I'm so happy with that. Very, very nice. Uh, so what else is going on? More heroes testing. Yeah. Still happy about the changes coming to the Heroes 2.0. Uh, and the new. Um, the and, and Cassia. Yeah, and the. Well, well Cassia's already out, but the, the updates yep. to the 2.0 loot boxes, too. Oh, the veteran chests. I'm so excited for the veteran chests. I worked out I'm going to get five to six veteran chests. And that's uh, EU or um, US? EU, and it'll be. Four veterans chests on US. So I mean, it's just like it's. It, I'm looking at it. and I'm just like, I wonder if I could level enough hero. I wonder if I can get fifty levels worth of heroes because I'm at three fifty right now. I wonder three fifty. Huh? Three fifty. Yeah, I wonder if I can get. Uh, yeah, uh, and that goddamn Loch Ness monster came up. And I wanted three fifty. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, It was a goddamn dinosaur from the plesiosaur era. Um, Link in the show notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, so, and I'm trying to wonder, are there any heroes I can pick up right now? Because I have a couple of level ones. I'm like, can I just buy a bunch of level ones and level them up? And then just I realized, oh, my boost. level. 
to hell with that, sir. Uh, Blizzard's not getting any of my damn money right now. Remember. Um, and is there any heroes I can get to level? I can buy any level one heroes and just level them up and get like fifty levels real quick before the twenty eighth or whatever it is. So yeah. Chris and I were actually on the Hotscast podcast this week, and you can mm-hmm. hear all about the Heroes two changes. I I would have loved to have come, but uh, regrettably my schedule precludes me from being on as late as the hero as the Hotscast guys uh, and gals do. Uh, because they record late. Yeah, it's like 10... 10 Eastern. 10 yeah. Eastern? 10 Eastern, yeah. It's 10 Eastern, late. which is 9 o'clock my time, and, you know, that's that's enough to give me, like, three and a half hours of sleep before I have to be, like, four, four and a half hours of sleep before I have to be up the next morning, so yeah. How was your week, Gav? Uh, my week was very relaxing-ish. Uh, I did a lot of Season 10 Diablo 3, which just came out not too long ago with uh, Akari, uh, with Akari Chris. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going for a uh, cancerous meta build uh, of... Uh, I'm... He's not. I'm going Pull Barb. He's going uh, Demon Hunter. Um, Strafe Demon, Demon, Demon Hunter. <laughs> so he's just, like, purposely gimping himself uh, in the meta Yes, terms. but I like the Strafe Demon um, Hearthstone uh, Journey to Angoro came out uh, last week. Uh, on the actually this week actually on the sixth. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm getting better. Uh, Chris and I have been playing a little bit of that. I'm trying to help him along with his US account. Um, just doing order hall stuff. Uh, order hall resource grinding, AP grinding, uh, playing rep because I'm really just kind of frustrated with tanking at the moment. Uh, especially after seeing the uh, challenge scenario for the prop weapon. Uh, it's just like nope, 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 nope. The f- nope the hell out of that. Um, and then seeing the, uh, ret challenge and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. The hell out of that too. Um, so my week's been relatively calm, all things considered. Well, they said that we were going to have to gear up to beat those challenges from the mage tower. I know, but I know the only reason everybody in the U S did the mage tower first is because blizzard was very quiet when they mentioned that the change, uh, to the mage tower, bonus was going to go from reputation to ap there was not a whole lot of yeah. they, they didn't broadcast that very widely from what i could tell it makes so sense a lot of people that, i mean even without the rep bonus i think a lot of people just would want the artifact appearance as soon as possible no no i know the, was, major, the vast majority of the people wanted the it rep was the rep the, because people were trying it, to grind up to flight it was the rep as fast as possible and that's li- 100% that is completely the, rep. the reason why Blizzard changed it from rep into AP. Um, I can tell you that shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a and doubt. People that are it was still that. salty about that and flying, and we'll get to that later, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, so, anything else for this week, gentlemen? Um, I forgot to mention that I did raid this week, and we beat uh, Tychondrius. In okay, heroic, so what, oh, he's a fun five, fight. Five of ten now. Yeah, we started awesome. on um, Spellblade Alario, but we died a bunch of times and didn't beat it. She's a she's a bitch on heroic. She's yeah. much harder on heroic than she is on normal. It is a massive difficulty jump because um, the ads are a nightmare with positioning. You have to make sure you position the fire ads perfectly, and if you don't kill. Enough of the arcane ads, these are dead. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, so I heard we had a little bit of social interaction again, which is strange for us, considering how much of a bunch of antisocial jerks we are. Um, yes. Uh, this, this is, since I don't, still don't have a soundboard, LB's Corner. LB's ahead, Corner. Kevin. So LB was asked for comment this week, and his only comment was he was upset that we mangled the pronunciation of Sentinax. Sentinax. Is that how you, um, say you can't it? see you. They, no one can see this right now, but I am. I'm just slowly doing a uh, jerk off motion because I really don't care. <laughs> that was his only feedback. I'm just slowly doing that right now, and I really don't care. Hey, this is Elby's corner. This is why you're, 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 talking somebody, you're talking to somebody who uh, who pronounces Sargeras Sargeras. I was gonna say, here's the thing. The amount of things in this game that have multiple ways of pronouncing it. You've got Illidan, Illidan, Taranda, Tarande, Sargeris, Sargeris, Sargeris. There's so many things that have that people pronounce differently. I think when you, when you talk to Ian Hezekosis, the guy who is the game director, and he says it one way, that's how it is said. That's that's my opinion. Not necessarily because Chris Metzen says things differently from what the game designer said. Uh, so well, he's not around anymore, is he? He's dead Chris to Metzen's us now. So, Chris, Chris Metzen essentially made the story of Warcraft. He cannot be dead. To well, us. he should be the one who gets to do the pronunciation then, because he created the game. Anyway, okay. Um, Doug was also asked for comment this week. I asked him how the show was. He said he's not quite sure because he fell asleep again halfway through. Yeah, but I love Doug, but um, isn't he the one that's usually like high nine times out of ten? No. And falls asleep for like random no, reasons? No, that, that, that is not Doug. This must be someone else that you know. <laughs> I swear there's someone who's drunk, who's high all the time. No. Oh, um, dear. Uh, let move on he did, now. He did mention, though, that um, he doesn't like when things are time-gated because he's usually the type of player that plays all the content, then quits the game for a while and does something else. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Oh no, I, I don't. Uh, I do that too sometimes. So. Sorry, I know who I'm talking about. I did get it mixed up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, Chris, what about Twitter? Oh yes, we did have Twitter inter- interaction. Uh, Lord Shaper at Lord Shaper uh, wants to know what's our thoughts on warriors or tanks in general under level fifty queuing as tank but going their dps spec so yeah, we had a nice warriors going furrier arms we did on twitter. on twitter actually so but um what's their opinions uh, let's just go through that again chris what do, you, what do you think about uh if it is before wrath of the lich king content i see zero issue with it okay that that's kevin flat out um well, I talked to you about this previously because I noticed that going into some of the Emerald Nightmare raids, this expansion, I was doing LFR and a lot of the times people didn't need healing. So I was just, you know, switching to DPS and fighting the boss. But you said that it's probably not a good thing to do that. And if you go in as DPS or you go in as heals or tank, you should probably perform that role once you get to your group. Yeah, Sure. But at the same time, at a high level, at a high level, yeah. But before that, you know, if if you are under level, if you are under level seventy, it does not matter because the mechanics are set up in such a way that they are so bog easy 
that you don't need the damage mitigation. It's not like you're going into raid and you need to have all your damage mitigation up and you need to be uncritable and all this other junk. So that's just me, though. I, For me, I would say I agree with Chris, but I would say before you can do it before Burning Crusade, personally. Because that's when mechanics do start coming into, thing, into play. But bur- Not very difficult mechanics. You see, it's just you get stunned every five seconds. That's it. I'm looking at it from a healer point of view, though. I don't want to have to be spamming shit because we don't have a tank and people are just pulling whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I, I can give you that so much. I can give you that I'm much. Looking at it. I, I, I won't argue So there. the DPS and the guy who's queued up as a tank might be having fun. The person who's keeping these idiots alive, not having fun. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Um... Yeah, that's that's what I would say. That's why I would say you can do it from one all the way through to sixty. But the second you, when you start hitting the Burning Crusade content, look at going back to tank spec to make it easier for the people keeping you alive. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. But that's me. That's what I. That's what I think. I, I can't anyway, that much. Shaper, uh, Ch- thank you for the question. We much appreciate it. Questions are always awesome. Yep. If you do want to send us uh, questions on Twitter, we're at AzerothCTC. Uh, we'll throw that uh, back at you again towards the end of the show uh, because we love doing that. And I love saying that stuff yeah, at the do. end of the show mm-hmm. every time. Because we're shameless self-promoting assholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can totally, totally 100% agree with that. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where else we're going uh, with this. Um... Oh, by the way, uh, just a little feedback. Uh, Russian, our good friend Nikolai, said that he does love the music. Apparently, that is his favorite part of the show. And if if people haven't looked at the show notes, the song is called Hero by Dr. Vox. And I found this on SoundCloud, and it's available for free on YouTube. Link will be in the show notes. As always, we always like to try to keep uh, give credit where credit is due. 100%. So let's go ahead and take a look at what we're doing this week. The gentlemen, I, I hear there's always news in the World of Warcraft. Um, I would make the ESPN sound, but I'm worried that, you know, uh, we would get sued. Copyright. Yeah, that one. Uh, Chris, what's going on this week, my man? I don't know if you can tell, but it's a bloody busy week this week. It's a little bit of a busy um, week. Uh, so we have not one, but we have two weekly events going on. Awesome. We got the Burning Crusade Time Walkers, but we actually sneakily also have arena skirmishes going on. Yes, our first arena skirmish started this week. So for whatever reason, we have two weekly events going on. As far as I'm aware, you can only get the quest for the Time Walker event, but the arena skirmish is active. Awesome, How do I get awesome. the quest for the arena skirmish? You there don't, by the looks of it. You just get the XP. You just get the extra honor and stuff uh, for doing. Uh, Arena skirmishes. I believe that is correct. Uh, we also have our first PvP brawl continuing this week. So it started last week. It's continuing. Uh, it'll be continuing through the week. Um, uh, so that's our Blizzard Arathi Basin. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what that is, it's just Arathi Basin, but the water in the middle is all frozen over. It's very snowy, so a lot of hard vision. It looks a lot of fun. I haven't had a chance to jump in and do it, but I do plan on doing that tonight. So 
Looks a lot of fun. I haven't done there you it. Go. All right. What else is going um, on? Darkman Fair kicked off this week. Uh, it's kicked off last week and it ends tomorrow, so you have 24 hours to get that done. Um, so you might want to jump in there and have I'm a look so at glad it. that I got rid of like four or five different quests that I had gotten randomly throughout the past three months. Um, March of the Tadpoles Tadpoles, uh, went live as well on Wednesday. It was was the first time we've seen this micro-holiday. I didn't have a chance to jump in and have a look at it, but I did see some YouTube videos. It looked looked like it was kind of fun. Did you do it, Gav? Uh, No, did not. I did not either. Gav, we are terrible hosts. Clearly. Um, I'm making that same motion again, by the way. (laughs) Right there. So, <laughs> um, and as we mentioned uh, during our what we've done this week, Demon Evasions are live. So yay! Awesome. Uh, as we've been talking about and the world yeah, boss. We talked about those. Yep. And the world boss for this week, all the way through to Tuesday and Wednesday, is the Soul Takers. So that's the three guys up in Shields Place. I can't remember what it's called. Shields Rest, I think it is, in uh, Stormheim. I did that, and it is a bitch to get to that world boss because you have to walk down that, um, in that little tunnel thing. Corridor yeah, thing. And you just yeah. get aggroed and die. I'm a demon hunter, so I can pull that entire corridor and get a little dead problem. That's half the fun Lucky of it. Lucky you. I know, right? Lucky me. Oh, dear. All right, so uh, anything else going on at the moment for the week? No, that's this week's. Um, the one thing I would say is make sure you get the brawl done before next week because it is swapping over to another brawl. Yep. So make sure. I think it's Tuesday is the set date for that. So Tuesday for US, Wednesday for Europe. So there is that. So be aware. So keep your stuff going on for that. All right. So, uh, Kevin, what's going on next week, my man? Next week, we have a few things. The arena skirmish is going to continue, so get your arena runs done for some extra honor, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, the Noble... Although this time, you will have the quest. Okay. Because that is the actual event for next week. Okay, cool. So get the quest. Get the extra... What, do you get a chest at the end? Uh, I think it's either chest or honor or both. I can't remember. Okay. It's both, more than likely. Noble Gardens also begins to coincide with the Easter holiday. Uh, This is lasting from the 17th until the 24th of April. Um, And we were talking about this a little earlier. And Gab, you mentioned you have a few tricks to make some gold from the Noble Garden event. Uh, One of the ways that I always, anytime an event's got uh, a mount or a pet, uh, I grind the event for a little while, uh, pick up a couple of them, and then just set it in the bank and forget about them. Uh, eventually, and then sell them yeah, later. And then sell them later. So usually, with the event stuff, there's always mounts and stuff. Uh, generally, though, there's also some things that you have to buy that are related to the event to get the meta achievement for that particular event. So oftentimes, people are just going in and buying just what they need and then being done with the event. Uh, if they still don't have their three ten flying with uh, a lot of long strange trip, it's been. Oh, that's not. Oh, that's right. It's just the mount out of it. Sorry, I'm still stuck in the past on a lot of this stuff. We're still stuck. We're still stuck in wrath and catacombs. Um, I'm just waiting until you mention you started playing in vanilla. Just uh, well, you know, when I started in vanilla, vanilla, I didn't really oh, have the money to buy a mount. Twenty-seven okay. minutes and twenty-seven fifty. Um, 
back in vanilla, I didn't get my first part until uh, 57.56 for him. Um, okay, uh, I, I'm out of coffee, unfortunately, <laughs> so it's going to be water for me right now. This is a new drinking game for I those feel like playing at home. I was going to say, yeah. If you hear them uh, say vanilla, take a drink. Every time, this was the most boring drinking every time, contest than ever. Every time Chris and I says, say that we back in vanilla or that we started in vanilla, take a drink. Go ahead. Do it. Yep. See what the liver damage looks like at some point in your life. <laughs> we will be making scientific studies on your results. Okay. Um, the last thing going on next week is going to be the Gravity Lapse Brawl. And I forget what map it is, but this is where I have the storm. storm. And everyone goes up into the air and fights in, in the sky as if they're flying, right? No. no. Okay. No. So what it is is um, the gravity will be on, and then ra- at random intervals all throughout the match, the gravity will turn off and launch everyone into the air. Yep. And then drop everyone to the ground. Drop everyone to the ground. I don't know if it kills them or if it slowly drops them, but I, I would uh, guess it either would way be, it'll be interesting. I would guess it would be slow. I hope it drops everyone and just wipes the whole team <laughs> every time that it does it, and then you just start. Well, unless you can nice like pull off a slow fall or something. That's uh, yeah, like it, it, it killed everyone who can't slow fall, and then they have to kind of work with what they've got left. I hope that's what it does. Because, but I'm a masochist, so will definitely be interesting. Um, so I think that covers just about everything there. Um, I did. There was something we neglected to put into the show notes that I just remembered, and this is something we'll mention in the news coming up, uh, but we'll go over that in a minute. I just realized this as I was sitting here. That's why I mentioned it. Um, So we've got some news coming in. Uh, The latest in the news is that uh, Legion Pathfinder Part 2 has been updated yet again for that's the third, third time. time they've updated and every single time it has been a nerf to the requirements and once again it is a nerf to the requirements um after some community uproar about uh the demon invasions and they've been being so short and being positioned at very strange times in the day blizzard has gone ahead and caved to the whiners you know who you are uh has gone ahead and caved and uh, has God, removed just... the demon invasion uh the defender of the broken isles uh, achievement from the Broken Isles Pathfinder meta achievement part two. So uh, the requirements now for Broken Isles flying is merely explore the Broken Shore, complete Broken Isles Pathfinder one, and get revered with the Legion Fall Expedition. That's very sad. It's really sad because it was such an interesting. It was such an interesting way to encourage people to do this content, and that's one yeah. of my biggest issues with it because. I have no no because I'm fully kitted out in gear really, I don't need to go back and get that those catch up mechanic gears because they're not account wide. Yep. They're not something that my main is gonna use. I have no reason to do the invasions anymore. Other than to get that achievement. Well, I think That's people it. on I did some extensive research on the forums about this and a lot of people were upset because the actual invasion events were occurring every six hours and that could occur during normal work hours in their part of the country or state or wherever. So I think that makes a lot of sense. If we had the Legion invasions up for like a 24 hour period or a 36 hour period, it would allow you to hit that once a day and not, you know, miss one because you were sleeping or miss one because you were working. 
then why didn't they do that change and keep it part of the achievement? Because then you would still have incentive to do them. Yep. That's a pretty drastic Why didn't change. they just tinker that number? It's not really. I don't know. The Taking it out, taking it out of the, the meta achievement is a more drastic change than changing the timers. Ian has bigger fish opinion. to fry. Okay, he's got to get Tumas Argeris ready. Tumas Argeris is ready, trust me. The, the PTR, they've done enough PTR testing on that raids. They did more PTR Very testing likely. on the raid than they did on Legion my, my assumption, Chris, is that it was probably easier to remove it from the meta achievement than it was to fix the timer or change the timer and then have even more feedback or problems about that. It was probably easier, but that doesn't mean it was the right way to do it. Just because it's easier doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. Well, then I blame all the PTR testers as usual. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yep, yep. Um, So... We've also got a little other piece of news. Uh, this one I'm not too familiar with, but this is something that they have mentioned, that uh, 7.2.5, we are getting a 7.2.5, so we know that. Uh, and it is primarily going to be focused on class changes. Yeah, they've they're made four, they've made multiple different uh, uh, blue posts about uh, some of the classes. You had Monk, you had Rogues overall. Uh, they talked a little bit about Boomkins, Priests, uh, unholy death knights they're all getting some major changes and they were just giving us some blue posts about the overhauls and the, the explanations as to why these changes are happening they plan on releasing more of these before the patch before the patch hits the ptr which let's be quite honest the way they've been doing their patch cycle this expansion could be any day yep. now <laughs> my um, only question is when are they going to tell us that all tanks are being buffed to guardian levels, or guardians are being bu- uh, nerfed down to everybody else's level. As a main tank, I would love that answered. I really, I really would, would too. Because I you mean, don't. Hmm? You mean you don't have seven point two million health like our druid tank? Yeah, no, I don't. I've no, got like I have six. I don't have anywhere near that much as a prop paladin, and I'm but I'm like eight eighty. So. I'm, I am just shy of 900, and I have 6 million on bottom. But the thing is, again, like you're a, you are an avoidance tank also. Yeah, I, I'm not a sword and board tank, so I, I need a big help. Yep. Um, so there's that. Uh, we discussed kind of a little bit earlier before the show, talked a little bit about it. Um, so there are people that are already pushing towards their flying, that are already flying at the moment. One of my guildies has like five reputation from it, and he's really pissed off. Yeah, so he's probably already got it by by now. So there are already people that have figured out. Uh, well, what we agreed to be gaming the system, not really an exploit per se. Uh, it's creative use of in-game mechanics and the tools Blizzard's have That's given us. What they, yeah. That's how they see it, a creative use of game mechanics. Um, so there are some folks that have been aggressively uh, using cross-realm zones, uh, add-ons like server hop and things like that, uh, and hunting down uh, chests on the broken uh, shore, uh, which, of course, rewards uh, Legion Fall supplies and a small chunk of AP and some other shards, if I remember correctly. Does that sound right? I believe so, yes. Um, I'm not certain of the whole mechanic of it because I haven't been paying attention. I've been much more closely following the day one uh, exploit discovered for priest decks in Hearthstone. So I haven't been paying Yeah, which I really... Have they fixed I don't that know. Yet? I'd have to take a look. Uh, Team 5 is very slow in fixing stuff sometimes. So 
So never know. Chris or Gav, can you explain to me what this um, chest exploit or creative use of in-game mechanics is? There's some kind of chest lying around in the broken shore, uh, and it gives me rep. Are 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 you having a stroke? Are you deaf? Just I. I... Because I literally did just explain that. Both, both. Okay, so I literally did just explain that. But what people I'm are doing I'm also trying is, to get you back on track. Uh huh. But you, you could just say, "Hey, let's move on." But okay. <laughs> um. Now you just sound like an idiot because you just asked me to repeat everything I just said. Um. So there are hidden worm tongue caches. I believe this is what it's relating to. Um. I'm not positive. Again, like I said, I haven't been closely following the exploits or creative use of game mechanics. Um. So. There is hidden worm tongue caches spread throughout the Broken Shore. Uh, within them, they contain a little chunk of AP, like a crude statuette. Um, I think some nether shards, and I think some Legion Fall War supplies. I'm not positive, so I'm a terrible person to ask about that. Um, but And people are aggressively cross-realm zoning to get these chests uh, so that they can do turn-ins, because the turn-ins, re- turn-ins give rep, if I remember correctly, for the building, for the buildings, correct? Yeah. So completing yes. turn-ins gives you rep. Um, so people are just grinding it. Though that has got to be related to why they capped Legion Fall supplies at a thousand. Yes, that's one. The, that's also one of the re- that's one of the reasons. But the main reason they did it was because people were holding on to their Legion Fall supplies, so they could just dump them all. Um, and they didn't want people to do that. No, there were. So, yeah, that's it. We had a nice long argument about it, a discussion about it. It was an argument, let's be honest, uh, about if that constitutes an exploit or just uh, gaming the system. We agreed that it's mostly just gaming the system. it, it, It ventures near the realm of exploit. Um it's just kind of, eh, I don't know. It's, it's something we had a nice long conversation about. But we did also forget to mention that, you know, Legion Fall Supplies are now capped at 1,000. So there is that too, folks. And um, we definitely agree that it's not an exploit. It's just, you in know, the stri- gaming it's the not system. An, it's not an exploit in the strictest definition of exploit. In the strictest definition of exploit, it is not an exploit. I mean, for me personally, I would not do it because I personally view it as an exploit and i would i'm too lazy to uh, do it. yeah far too lazy for that i got all of my cross realm <laughs> zone out doing the the red hidden artifact because i had to server hop like 500 times to find the uh the ooze so uh i'm just really lazy i think that covers most of the news for this week uh we're now 40 minutes into the show uh just a heads up 38 minutes and 40 seconds so uh this week's challenge we're talking about pvp throughout the ages um so I, I know I run roughshod over every discussion we have. I, I take the initiative on it. I take the lead. Um, Chris, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about this to start with? Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. <clears throat> I did forget the last oh, part okay. of news that I, that, I, uh, that I remembered that I completely forgot to mention. Um, so Blizzard has named a new director of story and creative de- de- development. Uh, it would be a gentleman by the name of George Kirstick. I'm no, I have absolutely mangled the man's name, uh, but he has a Probably. very, very unusual last name. Um, you, if you're of a certain age, you will know the man's. You will know the man's work. You might not know the man's name, but you'll know the man's work. Um, so the 
the, the, the one that I know right off the top of my head, and this is why I recognized his name when I saw it on Twitter, was uh, Megas XLR. He was uh, the uh, developer of a cartoon back in the early 2000s uh, called Megas XLR. Uh, he also worked, I believe, on Gennady Tadavarsky's, and again, I've mangled the man's name, um, Clone Wars series. And I, it's just me kind of dirty. He's got a bunch of the other Star things. Wars cartoon thing. The, uh, the original, the short, I think he was part of the short series of Clone Wars. I'm not positive which Clone Wars he was part of um, off the top of my head. Um, he's a very, he's a fairly well-known figure within the, the development community. Um, uh, he's been at Blizzard for a little bit over a year now, I think. Um, but he is now taking over what James Wall used to do. And again, that's another name a lot of people might not realize, recognize. Uh, the director of story and creative development is the person in charge of basically every bit of cinematic and media and everything you've ever seen out of Blizzard comes through that department. So, um, or the the Overwatch comics, cinematics, the Harbingers, the Harbingers, your your Overwatch comics, your stuff like that. That's coming out of story and creative development. Um, so he's definitely going to bring a uh, a new uh, a new spin on that whole thing, and it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, Twitter when it was announced, Twitter just blew up and uh, was asking when they were going to get a uh, giant mech with uh, flames on it in so- Warcraft. So. So here's a question, because there's a there's a new cinematic for Heroes coming out for Heroes 2.0. Will he is he been a part of that? Will be, will this be his first introduction? He's been part of the department. No, but I mean, like as as no, as with the, the head. Well, it depends control. on when it depends on when that comes out, um, because the lead times on these things are so long. Um, okay. The lead times on these are just so, so long because um, it takes them months to develop these cinematics. So th- this is very – my guess is that if it doesn't come out within the next four, three or four months, uh, it was very likely like James Waugh's last. It'll be a – Yeah, so that, that was very likely uh, James Waugh's last um, last cinematic. Last draw. Very likely his, 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 team, his team himself, his last cinematic on, uh, for Blizzard. Um and James Wall, of course, is currently uh, has moved over to Lucasfilm now, so that's really interesting for him. But that's just what oh. that, I just wanted to mention that because that is we do talk about lore, we do talk about story, and we do talk about all this other stuff related to this junk. So it was just something I wanted to mention real quick. So uh, Chris, uh, PvP throughout the ages, my man. What 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 what's PvP? PvP uh, for people who have lived under a rock. Uh, PvP is short for player versus player. It's combat between another character controlled by a human and another character controlled by a human. And the, and the basic goal is to kill each other. Does that sound a fair definition of PvP? Uh, the strictest, uh, in, in the open sense, yes, PvP strictly is player versus player. You stab other people. Well, that's how PvP started. Open world. There was no Battlegrounds, there was no Arena, there was no anything like that. Because when WoW launched back in 2004, all we had was open world PvP in the sense of places like Tarn Mill versus South Shore, yada yada yada, stuff like that. And in fact, there was no actual way to actually even track your PvP progress. No. Uh, it was just PvP. It was just 
you just got to kill people. People just decided to kill other people because this wasn't Dark Age of Camelot yeah. with with uh, realm versus realm or guild versus guild stuff or uh, EverQuest with you know always on PvP in certain areas and things like that. Exactly. This was um, the PvP's on if you're on a PvP server, or you could turn it on. And if you saw someone of the opposite faction, you could just kick their ass or get your ass kicked. And um, and that is what launched a million undead rogues. Yeah, dead. Oh, fucking undead rogues. So World okay. <laughs> PvP was a big deal for a lot of people. It's it's looked on nostalgically. In fact, uh, Terra Mill versus South Shore is going to be one of our PvP brawls. Um, and that was yes, from the because it was the ten year anniversary. That event. was introduced as a battleground for the ten year anniversary. So there is that one. Um, and uh, a lot of this, uh, like Terran Mill versus South Shore, and the other big one of the other big ones was Sentinel Hill versus Crossroads. It erupted from the just because of the locations. Uh, Terran Mill versus South Shore that uh, takes place in uh, Hillsbride Foothills. Um, it's not too far. The the camp, the locations, are um, South Shore being the Alliance area, and Terran Milvery being the Undead Horde area. Um, South Shore is in the north, and uh, Terran Mill. South Shore is in the south. Terran Mill's in the north. Uh, and basically, the only reason people PvP'd there was because it was so close to each other, and there was all of the just various stuff that was going on. Uh, the graveyards were very close. This is back in the day when the graveyards were super far apart. Uh, there were very few gra- graveyards in the game. So uh, it was just because of the graveyard locations and just how they were set up, it was a great place to just sally forth and just fight against each other somewhere in the middle. I feel like I've kind of rambled about that for a few minutes. Um, Sentinel Hill and Crossroads. The only reason that was because the only reason that happened was because uh, proximity to where you used to go to queue for Warsong Gulch. Um, so why don't you go into uh, the battleground introduction? All right. So battlegrounds. This was uh, the first real attempt at um, structured PvP. It was first introduced in one point five. Where we were when Warsong Gulch and Alterac Valleys were were introduced, Warsong hasn't really changed too much in the whole premise of the battleground since then. But this was original Alterac Valley back in the day, where. <sighs> but so one Alterac Valley could start on say a Wednesday, you could be in it for a couple hours and then leave, and you go into. Alterac Valley on a Saturday, it's the same Alterac Valley that's going on. The exact same one. Okay. Those were the real introduction. Those were the real Alterac Valleys, where it was where uh, one single Alterac Valley could last an entire week. People were rotating in and out constantly. Um, and that was the first introduction of 40-man uh, structured PvP with a PvE element to it. You had Warsong Gulch introduced, and it was just normal catch of the flag, kill each other, kind of PvP. And then we got a third battleground introduced in 1.7, which was Arathi Basin, one of the much-loved battlegrounds that hasn't changed again at all. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it was introduced so late into the cycle, but it was introduced in a very good way 
that it gave people who really liked PvP, open world PvP, something to kind of strive yeah. towards. Because when they introduced the battlegrounds, they also introduced currency and gear with the battleground system. Uh, these are completely different currencies from what we have nowadays, because, let's be honest, there is no PvP currency, really. These were marks of, and then the respective battlegrounds, so you had marks of Altar Valley, marks of Warsong, marks of Arathi. And with each, with the, you would need a set amount of each to purchase gear, to purchase mounts, and stuff like that. I remember my first mount was actually one of the PvP mounts, because it was easier uh, the, to get. Um, the, the AV one, <laughs> the AV ram. I ha- no, I had the uh, Night Elf K. Oh well, uh, I got the one da- of the, the first mounts I ever got because I had the marks for it. Was the was the Ram? But the first mount I actually I like, the... bought was the the Black Battle Strider. I got the, I bought the back the Black um, Night Saber. That was my first one. Battle Strider sent. Um, but that was that's pretty much it for vanilla. There, what the, we got three battleground introduced. We got new currency system. It started to kind of go away from world PvP when we started talking about Burning Crusade. So why don't you take uh, Burning, Crusade? Burning Crusade? Was very interesting. Uh, that was the introduction of the arena system. Uh, it was actually one of the very first things added into BC. Uh, it was added in the pre-expansion. Yes, it was. Patch. Uh, it was uh, pretty much very one of the very first things was added to BC. Uh, it was a max level. Uh, sort of like curated PvP system. Um, so it was uh, 2, 3, or 4 versus 2, 3, or 4. Uh, as strictly 2v2, 3v3, 4v4. Um, and just suffice it to say, if you played 5v5 or you played 2v2, uh, it was useless. You didn't, you didn't count. Uh, the game was balanced around 3v3. Uh, regrettably. Uh, which is where you get the yeah. the beast cleave, the RMP stuff I was talking about earlier. Uh, very early, very meta uh, arena comps. Um, Eye of the Storm was added in, in 2.0.3, um, which was another, uh, which was the first new battleground since vanilla. Um, and it, I think it was what like eight patches before, because it was like eight patches between vanilla and uh, like well, Arathi. it was. We, vanilla had 12 Plus patches 12. okay so it was five patches so there was a yep so vanilla got to uh 1.12.1 so uh eye of the storm was added and it was a another sort of it was an arathi basin meets warsong gulch with a flag in the middle and uh four bases it was a resource gathering uh uh, battleground. So, uh, very interesting one. I always liked Eye of the Storm. Uh, a lot of people hated it, but I always liked it. Um, Eye of the Storm is my favorite battleground. DC did bring some very widespread world PvP, but the problem was is that again it was this curated PvP. Um, so you had um, Nagrand with uh, the Battle for Hala, um, which was which introduced. Uh, vehicle, vehicular combat into PvP, which was the bombing run, which was a spectacular pain in the ass. Um, I still have not finished my Kurenai rep grind, by the way. Uh, ten years on, I still haven't finished my Kurenai rep grind. Um, it also introduced um, the battle for Hellfire Citadel, uh, which was, there was a series of uh, Yep. Uh, outposts. There was three yeah, there outposts. Were these three towers that you had to go cap. And 
if you capped them, you got graveyards, I think, and like a honor bonus. Go, no, I that's not. I think it also you got, did get graveyards. It oh yeah, no, the, that's right, that's right. It was the hail of the honor yeah, graveyards bonus. was uh, Terracar, wasn't it? Yeah, Terracar. So, yeah. And then you had the battle for Akundun. And Zangermarsh. Uh, you had the battle for Akundun and Zangermarsh. Uh, Akundun took place in Terracar Forest, just, uh, just outside of the Akundun. Um, and it was basically, again, capture towers, get graveyards, get a buff that gives you more stuff. Uh, the overall theme is that if you do this world PvP, you get junk. Uh, you get a buff that gives you junk. Um, then the other one was Terracar, was uh, Zangermarsh, which was uh, a resource capture run the flag kind of deal uh, and it opened up graveyard additional graveyards inside of Zangermarsh which was a huge deal because Zangermarsh was a pain in the ass to run around um, there was nothing in Blade's Edge or Negrand there was nothing no Negrand, Negrand was Hala uh, there was nothing oh Negrand was Hala there was Blade's nothing Edge or Netherstorm Shadow Moon or Shadow Moon yeah, that's correct. Okay, so it tried to get introduced World PvP. It kind of failed a little bit. I didn't really like him too much. Um, I like Hollow. Hollow was okay, but it, it, just the bombing room was a pain in the ass. Um, so BC really didn't see a whole lot besides the arena system being like the major, major addition. Uh, it was the first really, truly competitive PvP content Blizzard added. Up until this point, it had all been casual style. You know, you get rewards for doing it. Did they make yep. any major changes to the way that you actually, like, the actual mechanics of PvP no. in Burning Crusade? No, not in the slightest. No, this was, the, so Burning Crusade and that, this was long before Diminishing Turns, this was long before... Um, did, did we get Resilience like, in having, BC? Resilience came in BC, but it was Resilience to a very small degree. It wasn't as important as it became in So, Ram. Resilience was a uh, stat that was added in... Uh, that reduced the damage you took from other players. From other players. Uh, um, but then they did... Re- so here's the bad thing. Jump to Wrath. Resilience got redesigned to just reduce damage you took. No, from other players. No, it was from took because tanks were getting crit immune and, uh, from Resilience gear. There was people in PvP gear who was getting crit immune. Because back in the day, you needed the, the stat defense to become Kremion. They were using resilience gear to get Kremion. See, this is something I didn't know about because I was still playing my priest at that time. I know that because I used to be a shaman tank in ICC. And I just wore PvP gear and had a shield as enhancement shaman. And I was sh- and, uh, I was tanking Lich King as a shaman. It was fun. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, so why don't we talk a little bit more of Wrath of the Lich King? Um <laughs> Uh, oh, yes. Kevin, did you have any sort of questions or anything coming up so far? Because I know this is all stuff that's kind of foreign to you a little bit. Well, what do you guys think about the actual, like, the zones that had the PvP areas or the PvP mechanics in it? You mentioned that it kind of failed. What about it failed? Do you think that that idea could come back? Like, yeah. is the is the I Watchtower think... something in Legion that kind of is akin to that? Or do you think that they missed a the mark again? I think the biggest issue with the ones in Burning Crusade, Hala being excluded from that, is that they didn't really give you much. Yeah, they weren't really something that there was were like really that great to do. Crafting recipes and some like low tier gear, basically. Yeah, when it came to Hala, you got stuff like mounts and pets and bits of bobs like that. But 
there was from the other zones there was nothing really to incentivize you to do it. Even PvPers didn't want to do it because they were too busy in arena actually getting and, stuff. Uh Akundun actually gave a lot of PvP stuff too, so but it wasn't on par with what you would got what you got from yeah. the arena. What you got I, I wish your, that uh, they had added something in that's more like what they did at Burning Crusade to the Watchtowers in Legion. Like I wish like holding the Watchtower would give you a buff or would give you some kind of an advantage that Problems, people would actually the sit there and hold the it. The Watchtowers are completely different. The, the difference is it's a completely different system. You can't compare the two systems because they are completely night and day. And also the problem is, is that when you incentivize doing it, you have to keep ramping the incentives up or people just get what they want and then stop doing it. That was the problem exactly. with uh, the BC outdoor PvP areas. Was that once you got your once you got what you wanted, you just finished it up. You were done. You didn't do it again ever. And it didn't help that that's when they introduced flying, because that got rid of a lot of world PvP. You weren't ever out just doing stuff on a, on your land mount, and then you got sapped by a rogue. That never happened. Yeah, I I very distinctly remember getting flying in BC, hitting seventy, and get my my slow flying mount. But it was still amazing because I could cross over the top of Akendun instead of having to run around it so I could cap the towers a lot faster. Now, mind you, of course, um, in BC, when flying was first introduced, this is just my quick aside, my uh, my old fogey aside. When BC was first introduced, uh, the basic journeyman's flying that you received was slower than your epic ground mount. 60%. It was as slow as your regular level because... 40 mount. Yep. Yep. That was a pain but it was and then you got yeah. 280 flying so uh yeah that that was just my old fogey aside right there um so wrath of the lich king what did we get in there chris uh this was we got a new battleground uh which was the first in the line of siege battlegrounds um it was called strand of the ancients the objective was to take the demolish the attacking team had to take the demolishers break through multiple gates to enter the heart of the sanctum and click on the relic um it would go through a second round where you would the attacking the attacking team would swap uh to the defending team and they would rinse and repeat the team that did it the fastest was the winner that was the introduction of um and the biggest pain in my ass ever Yes, completely. Uh, and with that introduction, we also saw the introduction of a what Blizzard classes the return of world PvP, Winter Grasp. Uh, and what that was was it's a giant fortress in the center of uh, Northrend that a battle would occur every three hours for both or Alliance and Horde to fight over who controlled the, the zone. If the Alliance uh, controlled the zone, they would defend, while the Horde would attack and try and take control, and vice versa. Whoever took control of the base would have access to a raid uh, that would reward PvP gear as well as PvE tier gear um, uh, that would that bosses were added to every single tier and every season. But uh, so is is that back when PvP gear actually mattered? Yes, because PvP gear was the only way to get resilience. Yes, PvP, because you need your resilience to actually be good in PvP. You need gear to be good in PvP, and you need the resilience to do that. So, yes, PvP gear was very and important. And also, back then, your, your primary stats for PvP were very different than the primary stats that you received uh, for PvE. Yep, there were 
that you couldn't take a PDE gear and jump into PDP without getting the love and hell kicked out of you, but you couldn't take PDP gear and jump into PDE without being the lowest in the DPS. So how do you think that that matched up to what was done in the Burning Crusade? Do you think that the world PVP was better? It was... It, it wasn't, it wasn't. It was, the thing is, is that they did a great job, as I mentioned before, you know, when you incentivize PvP, world PvP, you have to keep ramping up the incentives or people lose interest. Which they did a very good job in N. Yes. Uh, the problem is, is that Wrath and Wintergrass... Not Miss Pandaria, yeah. Wrath. Well, the problem with Wrath, the problem <laughs> with um, Wintergrass is that you had the Vault of Archivon. Uh, and the Vault of Archivon... Uh, every time a new tier came out, they added a new boss. The boss for yep. that tier dropped PvP set items, PvP items, and tier. He dropped tier gear for for whatever difficulty you were on. He dropped tier gear from the equivalent tier, which is ridiculous. That's the that's what I was talking about. They have to keep escalating and keep uh, increasing the incentives to keep people interested. Yeah, so if you were doing the the very first boss from Vault of Archivon, Archivon you had the chance to drop all the PvP gear plus Max tier. It could drop if you were doing the 10-man version, it would drop Max 10 gear. If you were doing um, 25-man version, it would drop Max 25 tier gear. And it would drop it based on normal heroic too, depending on which one you were on, I think. Yeah, this was... Um, I don't think Vault, I don't I don't Vault think did heroic. Vault of the Warden had heroic. It didn't, ha- it didn't have heroic. Um, it would only drop normal ICC okay. um, here. So you had four bosses. Was it four or five? Uh, so it was uh, Imalon, Archivon, Coralon, and something else I don't remember. Pain in my ass is what I remember. And it sucked. But it had a really nice mount yes. there that dropped randomly. That's the only reason I kept doing it. It was a three. It was the only three-man uh, mount Well, no. Traveler's Tundra Mammoth. That had vendors. That oh, had vendors. That one doesn't. Traveler's Tundra Mount has vendors. Oh That's yeah, the yeah. Grand Black Warmammoth, which is the PvP yeah, was mount variant that has three slots to ride in. That was it. One of two, yeah, one of two, um, three man mounts. Yep. Um, so, what else happened with uh, Wrath of the Lich King in terms of PvP? Um, we got the uh, second of the uh, Siege Battlegrounds, Isle of Conquest, the se- and it's also the second 40-man battleground. Yep, and it sucks! The ob- it still sucks. The objective of this battleground was to destroy the enemy's uh, walls that were defending their base, and then go in and kill their boss. Uh, to do this, you would have to take certain areas very similar to... We complained about this. We, we actually complained was- about IOC, and we discussed it very in-depth back in our PvP show. Um, so go watch, yes. go listen to the PvP show if you want to hear us complain about it a little bit. Yes, you uh, you you spawned uh, vehicles that would destroy the gates, uh, or you could fly in, or you could catapult yourself in, and you would destroy the gates, get in, and kill the boss. You win or lose. It sucked, but it was an attempt. Was that uh, episode fourteen or was that episode two? I think it was like episode four. Oh yeah, episode five, Battlegrounds. That's right. All right. So, uh, what else? So what, what else, else did that? we have? Uh, the battleground changes. The battleground queues were redesigned. You no longer had to go to the battle masters, and you could just queue up from the actual. Uh, Which was a small the, mercy. 
Yes, so when they introduced the looking for group system, they also introduced the random battleground system, which allowed you to just queue up from the UI uh, for uh, battlegrounds. You didn't have to go all the way to Stormwind and speak to one of the battlemasters to queue up. You could just do it from wherever you were. It was great. Because originally in vanilla, you had to go to the actual location. In BC, you had there were the battlemasters you could go to in Shatrath and in the major cities. And, and Wrath, it made it even easier. You just opened a fucking menu you and you got put into a battleground. Screw you, kids. Back in my day, we had to walk 20 miles uphill <laughs> fighting furl bogs all day just to get our run-ton tubers. And we liked it. Uh, no, we didn't. I did. I'm weird, though. No, we didn't. Yeah, no, yeah, we didn't. yeah, you can go to hell. Kevin, questions? No, fellas. Moving on. Okay. Cataclysm. So in Cataclysm, we got the Honor System redesign. This is Honor System 3.0, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. This is when they introduced Honor and Conquest points. So your Honor points no longer decayed. Back in the old system, you had a decay rate on your Honor. If you didn't PvP, you would just start yep. losing Honor. Um, so you had Honor and Conquest points. Those were the uh, Honor was your Battlegrounds and Conquest was your yeah. PvP, was your Arena. Yeah, you're a re and of course, yeah, and of and course, all the best stuff uh, came out of conquest. So yeah, yeah. So you got the best gear from conquest, but you could get mounts and the kind of introductory yeah. gear from honor, uh, which they were still garbage. It was still hot garbage and very difficult to use to get into better yep. PvP, uh, which sucked. Uh, you did you did get two battlegrounds that were introduced. Uh, that was a battle for Gilneas, which is a Arathi Basin style uh, controllable point. It's an Arathi Basin clone with three points rather than five. Uh, it was a controllable point, and then you also received Twin Peaks, which was a Warsong Gulch clone. Uh, day clone. Uh, literally yep. a clone. Yes, uh, those were added in four point zero point three a, which was uh, one of the patches that was released during the pre-patch. Yeah, that was. It was the one that came. It was the one that actually got you had to patch on the launch night for that A part, and that's when they got actually turned off. Uh, and you also had the introduction of Tall Barad. I actually didn't hate Tall Barad. Tall Barad was actually very fun for what yeah. it was. The issue with Tall Barad is it just wasn't very balanced. Yeah, I, I, it sucked losing access to everything if your team lost because the thing about Tolbarad is it was a zone it was an actual outdoor zone again much like Wintergrasp uh, that had a ton of resources but the problem was is that if your team didn't win if your faction didn't win Tolbarad you couldn't go in there and do anything Wintergrasp you could yes. like you could sneak your way in and you know go farm or fish or whatever uh, Tolbarad yeah. and plus Wintergrasp didn't have dailies yeah. or and Tolbarad like had a bunch of dailies and all this other junk so um I didn't like that aspect, but I actually did not mind Talbarad. Talbarad was not terrible, terrible. When you got in and actually were able to do the dailies and stuff like that, Talbarad was a very good zone, and most of the dailies were built around PvP and PvE, so it was good for both PvE and PvP players. It sucks for me now because I can't finish up my Talbarad stuff, which is sad. I managed to finish up, thankfully. Um... It did also introduce another vault-style uh, mini-raid, uh, bonus raid, um, yep. that uh, is the same as the Vault of Archivon from Wrath of the Lich King, uh, dropped PvP gear and tier off the bosses. Uh, minimal amount of trash, you basically go so, in and you clear it and you're done. The Cataclysm PvP stuff kind of took, took a lot of liberties from Wrath of the Lich King and kind of expanded on them. 
uh, somewhere, um, something. Honestly, that was really, uh, you saw, oh god, Arena was a freaking mess all through Wrath uh, into Cataclysm. That's when Priest Mage. When Priest Mage. Uh, you also had uh, Death Knight teams. Because back at, because in Wrath, this is when 2v2 actually became as important as Except 3v3. Except still not. For the entire for the expansion for the expansion of Wrath, you could get the same rewards in two v two as you did in two v three. And then in Cataclysm, they backpedaled on it to make it three v three and five v five. And five v five is like not balanced in the slightest. So three v three v three is where the balance has always lied with Blizzard uh, in the arena system. Um, and all through Wrath, you basically were dealing with Death Knights because Death Knights were broken as hell. <laughs> I think yeah. all of the challengers that year were like Death Knights. Pretty certain, like all the challenger teams were yeah. Death Knights. Um, At least had one Death Knight. Yeah, yeah. Cataclysm. Oh, Gav. Uh huh. I had a question on Tolbarad. Sure. Why do you think they made adjustments, or what did the what did they make changes to to try to fix problems that they had in Wrath of the Lich King? Oh, they constantly rebalanced it. There was no, there was vehicular combat, but it didn't require you to go bust down walls and all this other bull crap. Um, it, honestly, the problem is, is that Blizzard keeps trying to force world PvP within a dictated set of rules. And they're trying to force it within and you structure. you can't really structure world PvP. The whole design, the whole thought of world PvP is that it is spontaneous, it can take place anywhere, it can be any kind of PvP. And the problem is, once you start introducing objectives and things like that, and this is how long you have to play for. You have to play to this many X's. It's just, it takes the it takes the fun out of it. It just becomes a big uh, a battleground or a quest or a raid zone. It's just something that's structured completely. Uh, it's like they, I, I don't yep. think Blizzard can't introduce world PvP with structure. It, it, it's just not going to happen. Uh, especially they're trying to structure. They're trying to structure something that's innately. Chaotic. And especially with all of the the cat being completely out of the bag with flying and everything else, like world PvP is dead. As, as a system, world PvP is dead. Just flat out. Yep. Okay. Um. Any other questions about like Talbarad or anything like that in that area? Chris, mists, Mespandario. So, um, there was a system back when Battlegrounds were first introduced called Call, Call to Arms. Event. Now, this system essentially it was a weekend event that would give you increased honor and rewards from doing a specific battleground during that weekend event. In Mespandario, they redesigned the system so that it was always active. So, rather than being a weekend event, it would be a week-long event of Call to Arms for Alterac Valley or whatever done, whatever battleground they decided to do. Decent, Etc. Etc. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the biggest things that came with Mr. Pandaria, complete redesign of that system, because it was a system that was very utilized, because a lot of people would just jump in and do Alterac Valley on the weekends, because it was the best way to get re- it really uh, wasn't, honor. But it was the most fun. Yeah. It was, it was, it wasn't, the, sorry, yeah, it wasn't the best, but it was definitely the most fun. Um, but it was all. It was also one of the best ways to level now, because it was also when they introduced PvP, giving XP for leveling tunes, and it was also kind of the for death the twinks, of twinks. guys. Uh, for people who don't know what twinks, they are people that would just level. Uh, they would just level up to nineteen and then just PvP. Nothing uh, more. Specifically, with, that, with, with the that purpose character. of having every possible good item they could. 
So yes. uh, you were a it, it, Kevin. It was the equivalent of being like level one ten and walking into like molten core. Yeah, it. it I don't even know what molten core you were just is. Killing so. it. uh, it's like the equivalent of being level one ten and walking into Ice Crown Citadel. I don't know what that is either, but okay. It's been the equivalent of being one ten and walking into Dead Mines. Do you know that one? I don't know that. You know what Dead Mines no. is. Oh Jesus Christ, Kevin! Makes me sad, here, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to educate oh, this boy. Oh, good God! Okay. Was mists anyway, better so or worse or the it, same? It, and and in a sense, it was better in that it was more accessible to PvP, and there was more rewards than there had ever been, and there was more battlegrounds getting introduced than there had ever been. Um, but it was not. It was not better in the sense that there was little to no balance in Mists of Pandaria in regards to PvP. For a very long time, Mists of Pandaria PvP was known as World of Warrior Craft. Hmm. Because warriors were literally unkillable and they were too shot at people. For the vast majority of Mists of Pandaria. Hmm. And what was the reason? Um, Just because their abilities were better than other because classes? Because this, this was when they also introduced the new talent system. Okay. Warriors had a talent called um, what was it? It wasn't what Colossus. Was it? Um, it was um, no, it was the one that healed them when they had twenty five percent. Oh, second wind. Second wind. They had an ability called second wind that would essentially make yep, them. I remember that actually. I remember that now. Yeah, that uh, there's a reason I didn't PvP when they at were, all. When they were part of the reason why I quit. When they had twenty five percent health, they would automatically heal up to seventy five percent health. Nice. It, it was uh, a hot, time. but the thing is that the hot was very quick, and it was very strong. And it was very powerful. Um, I remember yes. dueling, no, I remember going and PvPing in, like, Valley of the Vale of Eternal Blossoms, and some warrior tried to gank me, and I was on my paladin, and mind you, I was heroic ret geared at that point, because I had a bunch of heroic gear from Mogushan Vaults. Uh, on my rep paladin, I had Star Shatter Heroic, which was the heroic, two, which was a two-handed sword and all this other shit. Um, and I was very confident in my ability because I blow, I blew people up. Like my burst was ridiculous, uh, which is a theme for rep paladins through the years. Um, so I pop my cooldowns and go ham on him, and he's just kind of sitting there and he's wailing away at me. And I'm like, why the hell isn't this guy dying? He's been at like 15% health for like five minutes now. Uh, and then I realized, oh god, it's second wind, so I bubbled in hearth. This was also when they redesigned PvP gear again. So rather than it being just resilience, the stats were re- the gear was redesigned to have no PvE secondary and stats. PvP power and everything. And right? to have PvP power and PvP resilience. So PvP power would give you your damage increase on your abilities and the damage increase on people. PvP resilience would give you your damage reduction. Basically, it was just like stamina and main stat, if I remember correctly, right? Yep, stamina, main stat, and PvP power and PvP yeah, resilience. Um, also within Mitzpandar, they introduced three battlegrounds. The first two was introduced in 5.0.4 with the launch of the expansion, which was Temple of Kotmogu. And for anyone who is has played Star Wars: The Old Republic, you're very well, you're very familiar with Hutball. This is kind of similar. That's the one with there's the colors. Four, yeah, yeah. There's four colored orbs that you have to pick up, uh, and the faction who has 
The majority of the faction who holds the orbs will gain resources, and the team that hits the resource cap first wins. Um, the second one is Silver Shard Mines, very similar to. It's, a, it's another kind of mashup of Rappy Basin and Warsaw Gulch, except this time it's the flag is available. It's a payload system, yeah. So you take control of the payload and you escort it to where it needs to go. Um, and uh, again, the first person to hit the resource cap is the winner. Uh, this was also the time where they finally, finally introduced the PvP blacklist. So for any battlegrounds you didn't like for the random system, you could just blacklist them. You never have to do them it again. Needs more slots. We did go into a lot. Of, it does need a lot more slots. We went into a lot of detail during our PvP episodes on those. So go listen to that. And in five point two, they introduced the third battleground for the expansion, which was the Deep Wind Gorge, which oh, is a terrible battleground because it's a mashup of. It's a mashup of. What, um, it's essentially I oh, the yeah, Storm, yeah. but worse. I guess it's a good way to put it, yeah. Essentially I the yep, Storm, but a lot sucks. worse. Fuck that map. Um, as we got to the end of Mr. Pandora, they finally introduced the I-level scale, the first attempt at I-level scaling for PvP. It failed. Um, it, it kind of failed. Yeah, it failed. That's the best way to describe it. Um, it failed, and that system was used throughout Warlords of Draenor and was redesigned completely in Legion, but we'll discuss that. Uh, uh, sure. That was my. I don't. What, what does it mean? What does PvP scale to eye level mean? So essentially, you when you entered a PvP background and say you had eye level five hundred, uh, your gear would scale down to say eye level four ninety, or if you were eye level four eighty, you entered a background, you would scale up to eye level four ninety. It was trying to create an even playing. It was. Okay. They were trying to create balance, but the def- the thing is, if you had PvP gear, you would scale higher than the cap. So if you were fully kited in PvE gear, you would scale down or up to what the cap was. But if you're in PvP gear, you would scale up higher than the cap to encourage people to actually split their gear sets. Which is exactly what right. WoW needs. Is even more goddamn <sighs> gear sets that I have to carry in my bags. Yeah. I feel bad for yeah. druids. They needed eight gear sets. If you wanted to play them all. Um, then we move into Warlords of Draenor, and I'm going to be frank, I don't freaking know a whole lot about Warlords. I quit very early into it and returned very late to it. Um, yeah. Warlords uh, didn't really have much. They did remove the Call of the, the call to Arms system, which was the uh, the bonus Battleground week. Um, so they did remove yeah. that in uh, 6.0.2, which was the pre-patch into Warlords of Draenor. Um uh, most battlegrounds that had a resource requirement well, so- that was attached to them, Arathi Basin, um, Eye of the Storm, Temple of Kamagu, Kamagu, they had uh, a rebalance uh, Silver Shard. Uh, to the requirements to win. Yeah, so they all used to be they all used to be like 2,000, 2,500, and they were all shrunk. 22,000? So they're all 22,000, and they were all shrunk down to 1,600. Trying to encourage quicker um, games and, and faster turnover. Yes, and what's it called? The, the Capture the Flag maps had a 25-minute timer added to them, as well as a debuff uh, on the flag carriers. Fucking uh, vulnerability. Yeah, it would make them harder to heal and increase the damage they take the more it's stacked and up. And it's stacked again, up talked bit. about this back in Episode 5. Very thoroughly. Yeah. Um, the only other uh, major thing that was added, which they are still trying to force down our goddamn throats, is Ashran. 
even even now. Yep. I did play mm-hmm. a little Ashran. I hate Ashran so much. I hate Ashran so goddamn much. Uh, it was it's kind of like a PvP playground. You can do some PvP, you can do some PvE, you can do PvP and turn in stuff and like summon bosses against your opponents and stuff. They're trying to recapture old AV. They specifically said they were trying to recapture old AV. You know, in its own way. Uh, Old AV, Old Ultrac Valley was a, it could be a days long grind fest against the opposing team because there was no, uh, there was no reinforcement cap. I think in the original version. There yeah. was no reinforcement. Uh, they, in fact, they reduced the reinforcement cap to make it harder to make the games actually force out. Um, there was PvP objectives that you had to do. There was PVE objectives you could do. You could summon these giant bosses. It was amazing. It was fantastic. It was so much fun. Uh, and then Ashran just kind of shit all over that. Pretty much, that's about it. So I think pretty much the, the bad thing about it is that it just seemed that there was like one path where everyone just fought in like a wall against each other on that path. Um, and it, there didn't seem to be enough ways that were, you, maybe you could like go around or you could like hold a choke point or something like it, it just seemed very bland to me. There's actually a lot of those things, but the problem is that because it is a curated experience, when the, the snail racetrack or whatever opens up, everybody heads over there. When the ogre mound opens up, everybody heads over there. And then some people stay on the path and they fight. And, you know, you have your roaming squad and that's it. It's not interesting in the slightest to me at all. Uh, Warlords in total can go fuck itself. Uh, And then, Kevin, you might know a little bit about this one since we're going to talk about Legion now. Uh, Did you want to go over that? Or did you want to talk a little bit? I can try. So, Chris, how's that? All right, sounds good. So let's get through this because we're at... uh, hour and 22 minutes right now um one of the major things that they changed in legion was that they removed pvp or pvp gear altogether so now you can get gear in pve and take it into pvp and there won't be a major difference in terms of how powerful you are versus someone else so what the the major change is is that when you zone into the pvp instance um your gear gets like Re, rejiggered and reassigned so that um, you get a set number of secondary stats um, instead of having whatever stats are on your gear that you walk into the PvP battleground or arena with. Um, this also does scale a little bit depending on if you have gear, I believe, above 800. Is that what it is? 800, yeah. So for every 10 eye levels above 800, you get 1% of power. Yeah, so you could be like 10% more powerful or uh, 11% more powerful than someone else, but that's pretty much it. Um, The PvP honor system was redesigned. I'm not as familiar with that one, so Chris, maybe you can help me with that. So uh, obviously the old honor system was a currency system. Um, You would buy gear, you buy mounts and stuff with it. But with the new redesign, it's more of a leveling system rather than a currency system. The more battlegrounds you play and the more kills you get, the more honor you'll receive towards your next level. That also goes into account to the new PvP talent system, uh, which works very coincide each other. Uh, For every, I think there are, so there's six, three... So 612, there's 18 talents possible in the PvP system, and you can pick six of these talents, one per roll. Just very similar to the PvE system. 
Um, and with each of these talents, you can get abilities that work only in PvP. Um, they will work in open world PvP, but they are mostly designed and balanced around PvP, uh, instance PvP, structure PvP. Um, the honor system also came with the prestige system built into it, so there's 50 levels that you can get out of the honor system, and once you hit level 50 and you've unlocked all of your talents, you can prestige, which will put you back down to honor level 1. You won't lose your talents, you keep all your talents, they that's made. fine. Um, yep, that was a change they made in 7.1 no, or 7.15. No, did that, that, no, did, that, that, that did not go live. That did not go live. Yep, that went live. Um, they, so they did change that. Um, and you can prestige up and go through the 50 levels again and then prestige again. I don't think there's a cap I on prestige. I think it caps at 50. Um, 50? Or 20. Okay, well, it's it's like 50, 50 then, we'll say. 25 or 50 ultimately, but it increases like every season. Or like every period of time. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You, with the prestige system, you'll get uh, new icons on your portrait, you'll get mounts, pets, you'll get artifact appearances, so you're kind of encouraged to prestige to get new stuff, shiny new stuff. And that's one of the biggest changes we've ever had ever among the PvP system, I would say, to be totally Great, honest. Definitely. It's a complete redesign of the system. And uh, and I know that there's one other huge one that's a first, Kevin, that this is this is something Blizzard's fought about yeah. for years and said they would never do. Yep. And then they bet the bullet and did it. So it's that last one. The spells that work differently in PvP versus not PvP? Correct. PvP versus PvE. Um, so that's that's yeah. massive. That is something that they have fought tooth and nail not to implement in the past. Yeah. Are you just talking about um, the talents that adjust how it's no, going to no, work? No, like normal abilities. Normal, normal abilities. abilities. Uh, so some of your abilities will do more damage in PvP than they would do in PvE or vice versa. Or you'll get some more healing. Some things will have slightly different, different utility controls. and how they work. The oh. uh, debuff yeah. might be bigger or smaller. This one I yep. didn't even realize. Um, and this is something that they've said they'll never do. Because it, it, oh, it's, it's, it's going to be too they, much effort to balance two, uh, your stats two times and balance your talents two times and figure out how to implement these things so that you know there's no bleed over and there's no issues related to it. But with the redesign to the talents, to the honor system, with the redesign to the gear system and the fact that when you zone into PvP, all of your secondary stats are turned off and you're given a base stat weight. Um, this was the perfect opportunity for them to actually do that. So they did finally bite the bullet off. Um, so now, when they're balancing PvP and PvE, they can just balance the PvE knob to kind of buff you a little bit in PvP or nerf you a little bit in PvP. If I still feel like it's kind of unnecessary, but that's just me. So Chris, there is one change that they recently added in Legion for PvP, which is the ability to um, use the Obliterum Forge for PvP gear that you get and to purchase new uh, gear from the older seasons, PvP seasons, um, using that obliterated uh, currency. So I forget what it's called. It's called like, I forget. Just a quick point that although we're saying PvP gear was removed, gear specifically for PvP was removed because your stats are turned off but you are given gear whenever you do pvp 
and you finish a battleground or you finish an arena or something like that, just so they can bump up your eye level and make you a little bit more powerful yeah. as you play. Because your, yeah, like we said before, your stats will come off your eye levels. So you get a base, you get a base stat weight when you enter at eight, eye level eight hundred, and for every ten levels after that for eye level, you get a little bit powerful. And so that gear that you get from PvP is all intents and purposes useless because I've noticed that it does it's PvE it does gear, roll with like much. a lot of versatility on it which I don't use as my priest yeah. but um, I use as um, a prop tank so and I use as a no, it, it depends on your class and spec um, now the other thing with that is that um, it's just gone completely out of my head it's out of my brain at the moment well, if you guys are always complaining about never getting versatility to roll on items that you get from PvE, try PvP because I get it on almost all PvP gear I get. The eye levels are not. Oh, working. that was what I was going to say. Um, unless you're actually doing higher PvP, that was what the I was going to say. Uh, and you have to remember that your eye, le- the eye level of the gear and the rarity of the gear, scales off of your honor level. So it's not. It doesn't scale up your eye level. It scales so, up your honor level. If you're not actually hardcore PvPing, yeah. It's if not if you're it. really high into PvP, the rewards you're going to get from like your warden towers and stuff like that. Like if it's a gear drop, it's gonna be commensurately larger uh, because uh, you have a higher honor level. Okay. Um. Yeah. Any questions, gentlemen? We kind of went over that. Uh, took us about uh, an hour, but we kind of went over that. No, I think that was a solid little discussion. I think we covered just about everything. Any last-minute questions on that, Kevin? No. He's just tired. He's sick and tired. By the way, guys, I'm, I'm just really tired. tired. We're now. at uh, one hour, thirty minutes, and twenty-eight seconds. Um, Let's wrap this puppy up, shall we? Don't do that, Kevin. Don't do that. This week, I do not have a don't do that. I didn't get to play as much as I normally do, so. Uh, nothing really got me enraged. I have a thought through that. It's not about me being enraged, but it's about people just being fucking stupid. Um, so if you're a guild officer or a guild leader and people tell you that they don't have time to raid or they're just going to take a break or they don't want to actually play as often, don't alienate those people. Don't be a fucking asshole. Fuck I want. Because... My guild just got a big bunch of refugees from another guild because they were alienated because they didn't want to play or they wanted to not take a break from Mythic Raiding. And those people are never going to look back at your guild ever again. At least if you are nice to people when they're leaving and they don't like their new guild, they'll probably end up coming back to you because they had fun. If you're being an asshole to them when they're wanting to take a break, you're the dick here. And you're losing. You're going to lose people, and you're going to ruin your reputation on your server as a guild. Don't be an idiot. If someone wants to take a break, let them take a break. Be nice to them. Tell them they'll always have a spot in your guild because they're good people. Don't be a dick oh, about it. The long story be short is, don't be a dick. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I have a don't do that. Uh, it's two actually. Uh, one of them is don't do anything with Russian. Ever. Uh, that's our friend, that's by Nikolai. the way, not well, just Russians in general, general also, but uh, Nikolai specifically. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. do anything with Nikolai. Just don't ever. Um, and the other one is don't queue for uh, ranked hot with Daniel. 
Oh, did you oh, do no, Ryan I did. I left. I left too, but that was that was hilarious. Daniel, we love you if you actually listen to the show, but uh, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, so he we were doing ranked, and he banned uh, first ban, first ban, his first, first ban. ban. He banned Shogun. He was. It's the Costco of bans. It's a two for one. <laughs> God damn it! It's the exact yeah. same words he said. I swear to him. I swear to God. Him. <laughs> Yeah, he's a troll. <laughs> yes, he is. We still he's love Daniel. That's right. I love that. Right, I love that. You, you shut your mouth. Last thoughts. Go, Kevin. You shut your whole mouth. No last thoughts for today. Chris, last thoughts. Show's already way too damn long. Uh, last thoughts. PDP is an ever-changing machine. It's something that you're going to have to deal with, uh, especially if you're on a PDP server. But it's a great system, and it's a lot of fun to do. Jump in and have uh, to try And my it. final thoughts are Solomon Grundy wants pants too. Uh, that is our show for the week, folks. If you want to talk to us at any point, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Mr. Kevin over there is at SwingCat with a K. Uh, Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. And I am at Gavril underscore ET. Uh, if you would like to find us in the game, there on the Dollar End server. Uh, the chat channel they have is ACTC. Uh, you can also email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Uh, the website is www.azerothctc.com. You can find all of our shows uh, we're also going to try to have some more content available during the week to hold you over our insatiable fans uh we'd love for you to shoot us a review on soundcloud stitcher itunes any sort of comment that you have twitter email soundcloud stitcher go ahead and send it to us go ahead and send me your death threats i don't care i love you all each and everyone boys say goodbye bye bye boys